From KOSU, this is Songwriters and Tour Writers. I'm Matthew Variapa, and this is your Noise Warning. On this episode is Chat Pile, an Oklahoma City noise rock band that channels literal piles of waste with their music. Last year, I was able to interview two members of Chatpile, Griff and Randy, who also go by punk nicknames, Luther Manhole and Ray Gunbush. They talked about the success they had with their first EP when they had only played one show. Since then, they've released another EP, got a mention on a popular YouTube channel, The Needle Drop, which may or may not be a big deal to you, but when I saw that, I was like, oh my God. So if you're looking for some music to listen to this quarantine season to work out some angst, this may be the perfect band for you. This is Reagan Bush. I'm Luther Manhole. We're in Chat, chat Pile. pile. <laughs> uh, what do each of you guys do in Chat Pile? I sing. I play guitar. That's it. <laughs> yeah. We all write the songs together. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. You guys were kind of giggling as you like you gave your names. Like, what's the story behind the names? Well, I personally, I'm about to be 35 next month, and I've never been in a punk band where I had a cool punk name. Like, and I like so many bands that where they have cool punk names. It's like, man, I want to have a cool punk name too if we're going to do this. So I convinced everybody to do I mean. Yeah, he super pressured me <laughs> to thinking of one. I was. You came up with a good one though, I think. So it's Raygon Bush, Luther Manhole. Yeah. And you have two other members of the band. Stin and Captain Ron. Yeah. And, and Stin plays the bass. Is that a reference to Sting? <laughs> no, but that that's cool. I like Sting. <laughs> Uh, no, nah, yeah, it's just a play on his name. Yeah, his name is Austin. <laughs> I've been calling it Big Sten for years, and so yeah, we shortened it to Sten. Yeah, what's the origin for your guys's names? Mine's just a play on Reagan Bush, you know, <laughs> <laughs> making fun of past U.S. presidents. Yeah, and mine's a Longmont Potion Castle reference because I'm not very creative, so I just yeah, but nobody knows that, so yeah. it's, it sounds well, now cool. I'm giving it away right here. What is Longmont Potion Castle? It's an anonymous guy who made like weird esoteric prank calls from like the early 90s to like now he put one out like last year. You know, there's a lot of people that have been harassed by this guy. I mean, a lot, you know, enough for him to have six or seven albums full of it that he sells for money. It's it's kind of not in the same like when I say prank calls it, like people probably think of like the jerky boys and all the stuff that's like super I find that stuff like really mean and his stuff is more just like extremely weird and esoteric and the people he calls are just more confused and baffled by what he's doing rather than like screaming at him. Hello. Yeah, this is Monroe at Tough Shed and uh we're going to be out there at 7:30 a.m. to take dimensions and everything. Uh you got to have the wrong number. No, I don't. Where does the band name come from, Chat Pile? Um, well, Stin thought of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's actually so uh, there's a town in northeast Oklahoma called Pitcher. Here's everything you need to know about Pitcher, Oklahoma, set to Chat Pile's song, Face. 
Fishers was one of the best towns in the world. In 1926, it had more than 14,000 residents. More than 11,000 men worked the mines during peak production in the 1920s. For decades, lead and zinc mines surrounded Pitcher in far northeastern Oklahoma. Uh, that's in the Tar Creek Superfund site. That's because dangerous metals were seeping into Tar Creek just as they are today. About half the metal the military needed in World War One was produced here. Which is one of the most toxic places, I think, in the world, like not even just in America, a place where they did like lead and zinc mining. And there's all this, uh, there's these huge piles of this waste called chat. The mining companies were supposed to restore the land they excavated, but most just piled the waste they created on land surrounding the town. But they're not just like little tiny molehills. They look like <laughs> mountains of yeah. like gray toxic waste <laughs> and so like the town's a ghost town now the cleanup of it it's still not cleaned up and then like a tornado hit town and then we had the, the may uh 2008 tornado which kind of took out half the town so with that and everything else the federally uh, funded buyout it's kind of you know made the population decline so sufficient that you know the government ain't able to stay functioning now like 10 people live there that just refuse to move from this place with like tons of birth defects and it's, so it's it's really it's a like tragedy. It's yeah. It's, <laughs> it, I feel like it kind of fits our our music a little bit though yeah. of weird, like dark nihilistic stuff. And you know we're from Oklahoma, and it's just kind of like a yeah, literal piles of waste <laughs> that will kill you <laughs> in Oklahoma. In Oklahoma, yeah. yeah. We like to rep you know Oklahoma a little bit. You know all of us have chosen to stay living here instead of being like lots of people we know and move to Austin or Denver or Portland and stuff like that, you know. The massive piles of lead and zinc chat produced by miners remain, but only one business and just a few people are still in picture, and they say they aren't going anywhere anytime soon. Yeah, I hadn't really thought about it until like um, global warming and things like that mm. are probably like the most metal thing happening yeah. really. That's something that we talked about a lot, how we kind of wanted to not, I mean, Randy writes all the lyrics, like we don't really give much input on that, but I know we kind of wanted to stay away from the typical metal tropes of just like, you know, gore and the devil and mm -hmm. stuff like that. And like, because yeah, the impending ecological crisis or not even impending what's going on now yeah. is like way scarier than it's any like of that type of stuff. Terror. That's like way more important to yeah seeing about and like channel than just us trying to do like you know horror movie stuff yeah you know but also kind of do some horror movie <laughs> yeah because we too. like horror movies yeah. yeah yeah you guys are trying to channel a lot of different things is that what stood out to you about um picture just like this is representative of the ecological damage that we've done oh absolutely yeah and it's yeah. like it's a failure because like there's a there's a couple documentaries on it but it's also just a failure of like scott pruitt and like the epa not only are we like doing these things to destroy the world but also like actively making it worse in our attempts to make it better and how that's really bleak yeah chat pile <laughs> baby <laughs> there's a song called uh rainbow meat mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and like if you listen to the song like you just start screaming human flesh yeah 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 well, I mean, if you ever go to Arby's and you look at, like, you lift your bun up and you look at the meat, it'll, like, there's something on it. It's some kind of chemical <laughs> that reflects, like, a, it's like a prism effect and there's rainbow. Looks it's like, like rainbow oil. Meat. <laughs> Turn my body into rainbow meat. 
you know, <laughs> to be sold and eaten at a yeah. fast food restaurant. I mean, that song is kind of about, you know, like gun massacres and all the crazy stuff that's happening in the United States, particularly and stuff like that. It's just like, it's kind of like, I'm saying like, I'm done, you know, let's might as well just like, let's start eating people, you know, like <laughs> we're getting to that point, guys. Let's do like live death sports. You know? <laughs> we might as well. We're like, we're pretty much there. Just do the running man starring yeah, uh, like, Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's just like, Submit to nihilism, kind of. <laughs> In picture Oklahoma, you can say, this is like heaven. Right. If you choose to say that. That's right. Or you can walk around and say, this is hell on earth. So how does um, like that kind of sense of nihilism and impending doom kind of make its way onto like the musical parts, at least? Well, for me, with playing guitar, I'm just really happy that I can play this type of stuff where I just get to play all the the strings at the same time it makes it really easy to hide uh any of my misplaying if we play live because it's like hey it's noise rock i can just be as sloppy as possible and throw my guitar around and i mean at least for me since i you know i'm only writing the guitar parts like i just i like to you know make stuff sound as i don't want to say like as unlike a guitar as possible but just i i want to make it sound weird and dissonant and just you know letting stuff ring out and using feedback and stuff like that just to try and give it a really, you know, cacophonous kind of sound. And it's the best I can do to 
to kind of reflect <laughs> the subject matter, at least in, in guitars. But uh, mm-hmm. I guess we kind of did that too with the drums because like uh, our drummer plays a uh, DT Explorer, which is like an electric drum kit. It's kind of like an old crappy one too, mm-hmm. uh, which kind of works because it just makes it sound like a little more mechanical and like cold. And, like that was a conscious choice. Remember, we were just practicing with that, and then at a band practice, we we're like, "Well, what if what if this was just the sound? What if we didn't use like traditional drums and just you know you know not doing programming, not like uh, sequencing and and doing the compu- like it, it all through MIDI on the computer, but live playing of like." really dated sounding mm-hmm. <laughs> electronic drums just to give it an even more like kind of cold and, and it sounds weird. brutal. Yeah. It's awesome. Industrial. Yeah. It's very like we, I know that Stin and I both are big fans of the band God flesh. And so we wanted kind of do something like that where it's just like the really low tuned, like dark metal stuff, but with like real, like very noticeably not real percussion going on. And I, I feel like it kind of fits the vibe of it despite the kind of nihilism that uh, inspires a lot of the music and the songwriting, you guys seem to maintain like a sense of humor. That's oh yeah. Most of the stuff we do is just joke around. We're fun guys. <laughs> I think that's what fun guys say, right? Well, <laughs> I, yeah, sure. But I think we are fun people, you know, yeah. we're not, we're not hateful people, you know? <laughs> yeah. Most of our time at, at practice and rehearsal and stuff is kind of just joking around. And when you're saying send my body to Arby's or, you know, Stuff like that, like it's super, like you know, the intent behind the song is is like is dark and and you know it kind of reminds me of bands like No Means No or even you know like Minutemen or something where it's like trying to be at least a little funny about stuff because it's uh, extremely bleak otherwise. Because yeah. <laughs> it'd be really lame if we were just all like sitting in the practice space just like brooding. That's just, not like, what our band is. At <laughs> yeah, all. no. I, I feel like I have to try and find stuff to to laugh at because yeah, when I'm dying with. of thirst in like the dust storm of 2029 <laughs> here, I want to like be like, oh my god, can you believe this, guys? You know, like I mean, that's how that's how it's gonna be for me. Yeah, when we're all you when know, the water like, wars have happened, yeah, it's and like, oh my god, this we're is... driving the fury road. Yeah, and... I mean, we'll like, have... remember when we were in a band. Yeah, we'll have a good laugh. Uh, your first EP was called uh, "This Dungeon Earth." Uh, mm-hmm. Is that a reference to? No, <laughs> not really. I made a. Um, it's kind of like spun off. There's this uh, some story I read a long time ago called "If I Forgot the O Earth." I kind of spun it off of that, I think. But I gave. They told me to come up with a title. I gave them a super long list. The one that me and <laughs> Captain Ron were pushing for most was Grimace underscore smoking underscore weed dot JPEG. <laughs> now that's just our band camp bio. Yeah. Uh, I also kind of take it, I don't know if you did this on purpose, but it's kind of, it reminds me of this uh, island earth. What you're observing may well be the beginning of the end for our world. The Zakon meteors are beginning to get through. The old movie mm, that yeah. was parodied on uh, Maybe that's mystery, from, mystery science know. theater yeah. also could you guys describe the process of what it was like writing that first ep yeah uh a lot of it is like uh m- me and Stan and <laughs> captain ron uh <laughs> just get together and, and like just kind of improvise stuff just like play riffs and improvise stuff and think of kind of like a framework of a song uh, 
then Randy usually comes in and like will improvise lyrics over things. Yeah. Uh, when I joined the band, though, you guys had written pretty much the first EP. Yeah, we had most of the music done for uh, that one. So uh, I just like, yeah, improvised. And then finally you retracted or whatever, and I could like just, I worked something out. And I sort of improvised my takes. Like we kept the best takes, you know, but most of those are single takes. Yeah. And we, we recorded the whole thing at uh, Austin's house. Sten's house. At Sten's house. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where we don't really have much like, experience doing anything that isn't just extremely lo-fi recording so uh that was interesting essentially just using like reaper which is some free uh recording software and just miking it up and seeing what works and i think it ended up sounding pretty good uh, I did too. my girlfriend told me it sounded like a real record <laughs> so <laughs> i think we succeeded with that at least but well, that's good yeah good yeah that. But yeah, we mainly just kind of just uh, Sten and I come up with some guitar and bass parts and then, yeah, Randy Raygun <laughs> yeah. uh, improvises lyrics on top and then we just kind of work it out. And Captain it. Ron is just a beast. Too. Yeah. He'll, he can conform to any mold. Yeah. Like, he can literally, we made a movie like a couple years ago and I was just like, we, he came to record music with us and stuff. And I was like, man, can you play blues licks? And he's stuff? a better like, guitarist than I am. Like, and he's he our weapon, drummer. He laid like, some stuff down <laughs> immediately. He's like an amazing musician. Yeah. Yeah. He's willing to do anything. We kind of just say, hey, can you do this? And mm -hmm. he just has no problems yes. doing anything and is just down for it. So it's pretty cool. It's been a nice, like, a change from other bands I've been in where it's been a little bit more like, one person dictating everything or yeah. people arguing about stuff. It kind of just seems like, you know, we think this sounds cool. And then, you know, old Ray over here <laughs> says some ridiculous stuff about like self-immolation and then mm -hmm. <laughs> we yeah. record it. And then, uh, yeah. You guys talked about like some, some different movies and <laughs> most of them have been pretty bad. Uh, yeah. Have any movies like kind of made their way into the music? I know for oh. you there was one for specific one very specific movie, yeah right? absolutely the crawl space is sort of um, it's this movie it's called something the cannibal cop if you just type in HBO cannibal cop he's known as the cannibal cop the man whose disturbing fantasies about cooking and eating women got him thrown in jail it's a documentary about this cop in New York who um, he got busted for like cannibal like ideation like he didn't actually like commit a crime but like he did go and scout and stuff and he like there's like plans for like a spit that you could fit a human on all this but it's like he didn't actually commit a crime it's a very interesting documentary it's not a crime to fantasize about committing crimes against people you know so crawl space is that
How did you guys meet? Oh, I'll, I'll tell my part second because okay, they've yeah. known each other way longer than I've known. <laughs> I've known Stan and Captain Ron for, let's see, I met them when I was 19 and I'm about to turn 35. So I've known them for many years. So I've known them for a while. I met this guy last year. Yeah. And that's I, pretty much all there is to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I met them through, so you guys are all friends with a family, they're all friends with my cousin with mm. Beck. Mm. And uh like she like we started doing like a board game night and uh yeah, I got invited to that and then like Austin and I or Stan and I <laughs> hit it off and uh we just like you know have a lot of music taste in common and mm. comedy stuff in common. Like a lot of the stuff we talk about at practice isn't really music related. We talk a lot about bad movies and yeah. stuff more than anything but getting into arguments about Talladega Nights <laughs> yeah which is a great movie it's not good <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of just like bullying Stan I was just like I was just like yo we should we should jam sometime and then finally we did that and then that that went well uh, we were just like playing guitar and drum to like or guitar and bass to a drum machine uh, and then he asked old Captain Ron to come in and play some drums and then we didn't know what we were going to do with vocals at all because none of us uh, we're all cowards and don't want anyone to look at us when we're on stage. So I think we were, there was like a, we had like some party or something and I'm pretty sure me and Sten like, we're just like, Hey, do you want to be in the band and like be insane? Mm-hmm. And you were like, yep. <laughs> and then you came to the next <laughs> yeah. practice. I've been waiting my whole life for you to <laughs> ask me that question. <laughs> I think the general idea when we first started, it was, uh, I remember we really wanted to not make complicated music. Mm-hmm. I've been in a lot of like math rock bands and like ridiculous stuff like that where I'm just having to think so hard about playing and it's been a, I know that like we joke around about playing dumb guy metal. It's like stuff Beavis and Butthead would like. In my opinion, they still are kind of complicated yeah, songs, but then we're still just like, we need a corn breakdown in this song. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like, whatever. <laughs> Sometimes you need a corn breakdown. Yeah, man. It's time to bring back, Corn. We're we're the corn defenders. We are sort of corn defenders, <laughs> children of the corn, if you will. <laughs> Stan is a avowed uh, corn. Stan <laughs> owns every corn album on vinyl, and I mean every corn album. Path like, of Totality, the dubstep like, one with Skrillex. Yeah, he does. He literally has that on vinyl. I'm pretty sure. I know he has like a stack. I once years ago. On it, as we call it, the corn challenge. It's sort of legendary within our group of friends. Me and Stan listened to all corn albums because I swore to him that corn had no good material. And I still think they have maybe it's mostly bad an album and a half's worth of good material over like 10 or whatever 15 albums. Yeah. But still, like, even though, like, it's we kind of joke around about like the new metal stuff, it's just I kind of like taking some of those vibes and, and making it you know something that people are i don't want to say like not embarrassed to listen to because i'm not embarrassed to listen to anything like that but just like make it a little like weirder and less uh you know jonathan davis in a full adidas tracksuit wearing pumas and And it's sort (laughs) of like you can have you know like okay when you have something that you're like oh i love this as a kid and you show it to somebody and you haven't listened to it or watched it yourself in 10 years and you're like "Uh uh-oh this isn't very good but then you know 
the, it's kind of like what we're doing is like taking what we remember to be good about these kinds of <laughs> bands and then just rebuilding it, recontextualizing it into something that is not as ugly and maybe a little like it seems right to be in 2019. In Rat Boy, there's like kind of like this middle part where Ray is just like, you're, you're not even saying words. You're just like screaming mm-hmm. as Rat Boy because that's another in character song where mm-hmm. he is he has taken the persona of Rat Boy. Rat Boy, but it's like the dun 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 dun. Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. we play in like drop A, so it's like super low tuned. Like the first chorus is just screaming. Basically. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Rat Boy is straight up. This was maybe called Star Time. It's sort of obscure. It's this great like fake David Lynch like horror movie. It's a great like L.A. movie from like 1990. There's this wonderful shot in Star Time where it shows this um, woman asleep, but it pans <laughs> up and he is in the darkness with an axe wearing like a baby mask, just laying in the dark by her bed while she sleeps. Just being a weird voyeur. Yeah. yeah. And then there's all these all this shots of like him like perched on her dresser, staring at her while, while, he, while she sleeps and stuff like that. Yeah, it's like a very creepy movie. It's really good. It's supposed to be like a creepy song, you know, about like that whole song's kind oh, of. Oh, yeah, it's, a, like... it's not an endorsement of the <laughs> yeah. actions of Rat Boy. No. And Rat Boy does the right thing. He kills himself at the end. So. Yeah, instead of her, he <laughs> yeah, forces of... her to watch him kill himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what happens to Rat Boy. Yeah.
we have a an artist doing like a four panel comic that is going to be of Rat Boy that we're going to put on a shirt, which will be cool. It will be cool. We got we saw a, a rough sketch of it uh, the other day, and I'm I'm pretty excited for that. I think it'll be a little different than than typical metal band shirt type stuff. If it's like a weird kind of super dark line four panel comic mm-hmm. of a weird rat man hiding underneath a sofa, looking at a couple <laughs> embracing each other. The other two are, the other two are just kind of like my brain. Yeah. <laughs> but that down. is something I, I feel like we talk about movies more we than do. anything. Yeah. Like when we're all in a group together, that's something that we all, it's probably the most important thing to me. Yeah. Like period, like just period, <laughs> you know, like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, we all meet up to watch movies form, like know? every every week. Have you guys been to Pitcher, Oklahoma? We've talked about it. We haven't been up there, but just sacrificing our health. Yeah, for, just like, wear a photo some... or whatever. We thought about that, but then also, I was like talking to my dad about it. He's like, I don't know if that's a good idea. I'm like, it'll be fine. It's not like I'm gonna get like lead poisoning being out there for like 20 minutes, but who knows? <laughs> yeah, yeah, who might. knows? You know, like yeah. <laughs> Just like it's a windy day. And yeah, we just I mean, you like, never know. It's we Oklahoma. all die in like five years from like lung infection <laughs> we all get or something. Mesothelioma. Yeah. Uh, no, I do want to check it out though. If if anyone listening to this hasn't seen it, you should at least Google it because it's it's really it's really like weird to even look at. Just like this ghost town with these huge piles of like gray, just toxic waste waste dust everywhere <laughs> that are like. Some of them are like hundreds of feet tall. Yeah. Like it's crazy. It is. People would like sled down them. Like kids would like play on them oh in like the seventies and eighties. Like it's just it's gnarly. Everybody lived for the first big snow, so you go chat pile and sled down the chat piles. You know, it was it was wonderful. It's like a trauma movie or something. Yeah, it really you know? is. Like, yeah. There's like I know there is like a group of people that refuse to leave and there's like a Facebook group or something. They're like proud pitcher people that like you know, well, there's people at Chernobyl that refuse to leave too, yeah. right? I mean, I get it. You know, some for some people, you know, home is home. The uh, chat piles and things of that nature was always a big draw for for us when we were riding our motorcycles or different things. Uh, I mean, I don't know if that's irony, but just like the last thing you would possibly do is literally it's literally like bury yourself in yeah. toxic waste and they just had like 10 year olds doing it every day <sighs> it's like it's yeah it's it's crazy uh makes your skin crawl you but know. yeah we thought about going out there but i don't know i don't know how dangerous it is yeah uh also that might be a little like voyeuristic in a bad way maybe yeah the name chat pilot it's not that's not supposed to be like funny or a joke or anything it just because we did want it to be something dark and also that relates to where we're from mm-hmm. and stuff like that it's just more just the some of the lyrical content and just kind of hopefully the vibe <laughs> we put off is is not as ridiculously serious mm-hmm. well yeah naming our band chat pile is kind of i mean the idea of a chat pile is funny sort of you know but like <laughs> going to the actual chat pile and being like throwing up like peace signs and stuff in front of it that's maybe like yeah that's over tacky. the line that's yeah tacky. yeah you said that you like improv like most of the lyrics or if not all of them uh-huh. uh are there any like lyrics that didn't make the cut 
Oh yeah, there's yeah. other takes, especially Crawl Space, the last one. We have there, a whole take that's like a completely different version. It's not about like thinking about killing people. It's about like killing people, basically. Yeah, that was like one of the only notes I think we've given on lyrics. It's just like maybe on that one, which be a did little infuriate less. me. <laughs> to be on completely honest with you guys, it made me extremely angry. But. <laughs> I, I remember a, uh, just like one in that. I actually listened to that version the other day, and like in that song, you like talk about like in the in the one that we released, you talk about like praising Jesus and stuff. And in the first take, it was you know hailing Satan and stuff like that. Right. It was it's just way more over the top. And just, I do I like the idea of him being like I'm trying to be a good Christian, you know, but I just can't stop thinking about what flesh might taste like, you know. Like in the first version was more. I know what flesh tastes like. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. One, maybe two takes on most of those, right? Yeah. And then you just kind of listen to them and, and then kind of memorize like, what yeah, you did. Uh-huh. Yeah. Which is, that's a, I've, I've, I like that style of, of I do too. And I think it. like I think for this works. kind of music, what am I going to do? Sit and like write? Like <laughs> I'm like on the bus, like an eight mile, just like <laughs> scribbling down all my poetry that I'm yeah, going to like. It says Rat Boy and it's underlined it's like, 10 times. Yeah, <laughs> I have like a full on calligraphy pen out and I'm like, you know. You have your quill. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of headspace were you in when you were writing some of these songs? Despite the fact that I'm an extremely fun guy and like, you know, everything, you know, I, I don't, I'm not, I've got my demons, you know, like. I go. I can go to a dark place if I need to, and yeah, I mean, it is. It honestly, mentally, it takes a little bit of a toll on you to do something that is so like extreme, you know. Uh, so when you guys put out that like first EP, what were the kind of expectations? Nothing. Literally nothing. I've put out so many things and done literally nothing with them. Had no interest whatsoever. So yeah, I just I've been in a lot of bands that have. Uh, either put something out before I was in the band, so like I wasn't on that recording, or I, in the middle of recording, or like oh you know we're about to start record you know we have all these songs we've played a few shows we're gonna start recording the thing, yeah, the band breaks up or the last I lived in Buffalo New York for a long time and I ended up moving back here, uh, and that kind of broke up my band that I was in so this was for me like really the first like my only goal was I just wanted a piece of music that I helped write that was released that people could listen to that that's pretty much it. Like the having people listen to it would be extremely nice, but it was more just, I wanted like a thing that I could like say, you know, this is something I helped make. And that was, that's the entire end goal yeah, for me. We can enjoy was, it. Was, me too. was just that. Yeah. Uh, and then luckily it seems like maybe there was a drought of weird noisy metal in Oklahoma City at least because people I don't know people have been pretty positive about it which has been extremely shocking mm -hmm. especially because we I don't know I, none of us were really expecting that it's still kind of I mean it blows my mind a little bit that we got somebody in Spain that owns our tape that paid money for our tape or whatever like yeah. that's and like this like <laughs> this blog in Portugal like interviewed me or whatever like a week or two ago it's just like all right like fair enough it's just weird because we played like one show so far <laughs> but i feel like i'm at the point where yeah i've been making good music for years it's like finally yeah finally you know, something like, happened yeah of course it's good <laughs> thanks do you think it's because at all that you guys didn't really invest too much yeah i do think that actually is a part a part of it because just like trying to go with it 
just write some songs and like I've definitely been in bands where we're trying to do stuff uh, with the intention of having people listen to it. I mean, obviously when you're making stuff, you want people, like if you're making any art, you want people to observe it, mm-hmm. um, you know, but I was, I've definitely done some like indie rock bands and stuff that was, was more about like, Hey, let's maybe write some music that could maybe get some like licensing stuff and get put in stuff, which like that sucked, man. Yeah, like that, yeah. that was not, that was not fun. Yeah. And, uh, at the end of the day, we were kind of like, we just want to make some dumb stuff that's fun to play at practice and then record it and see if it sounds good. I think we did it like backwards and all the stuff that I had previously done, which was write music, play shows, then record. But we've done write music, record, you know, then play. So mm-hmm. we're about to start, you know, our plan for the rest of the year and going into next year is to it to like try and play as many shows as possible essentially and just get get booked on stuff which yeah. should be easier Maybe play now towns like denton yeah denton lawrence case, yeah the, the goal is kind of just keep it in this kind of region yeah you know oklahoma through kansas and missouri and north texas mm-hmm. that's the phase we're in now like we are writing another like four or five track thing but like now is the let's let's do the the live stuff uh i have this quote that austin tackett said uh, in the Oklahoma Gazette, um, he said That's that Sten, yeah, by the Sten. way, yeah, <laughs> Sten for yeah. those really in the know. <laughs> he said that you guys have to face the fact that you're a metal band. Like, yeah. could you guys explain a little bit more what that means? Well, yeah. <laughs> there's a band called AC that has a lot of crazy song titles. That's a way to put that. How I much guess. can we swear on this? They can't really swear at all. So. uh the band they're referring to, their name is just way too vulgar, um, but they're also referred as AXCX if anyone above the age of 16 wants to go uh, search them up. They have a song called Face It, You're a Metal Band. Here's the song. You probably can't tell that somewhere in here are the lyrics. You're not avant-garde. You're not punk rock. And then skipping over some of the more explicit parts. You're not something special. You're not something new. Face it, you're a metal band. And the entire song is just 10 seconds long. Yeah. Basically, that's what he's referencing, but it's also like true to our lives. Yeah, he's like know? making fun of these bands that are like, you know, trying to not be pigeonholed as, you know, well, we're not a metal band. You know, we're, we're arty. We're, we're different. We're a hardcore band. Yeah. We're a noise it's rock like, band. like, nah, nah, man. You're just like, because that's what, when Stin and I were first like trying to come up with stuff, we're like, yeah, let's play noise rock, man. We're going to do noise because we both love stuff like that. But at the end of the day, we're just playing like super low tune stuff with like breakdowns and at the CD store would be in the middle. It'd section. be, it'd be in the metal section. <laughs> like it would be on Beavis and Butthead we have a, and like they a headbang to black it. metal blob as our, yeah. uh, our logo or whatever. And we did that on purpose too. Cause like it doesn't fit as much with our sound, like our weird logo, which is definitely just looks like some black metal band. But like, we wanted to do that because it's kind of like, the juxtaposition of the art that we used, which was a picture that Sten took. That's like, do you know where that billboard is? It's on Linwood Avenue. Yeah, the one that says "Hot Dogs Cause Cancer." Uh, but we wanted right that down the street. It's yeah. right. It's west of Penn on Linwood. So, like, the album cover would make you think it's probably just some like art rock band, but then it has this like weird black metal blob on top, so you can't really tell. I feel like that kind of like is what the music is too. Mm-hmm. When you're trying to talk to people about like when they're like, so you know, what kind of music is it? It's like, yeah, it's. It's metal. It's metal. I mean, it's it's metal. It's just noisy, but yeah, it at the end of the day it's metal. 
you know, I'm not like one of my coworkers are like, so, you know, what's the ban? I'm like, exactly. you know what? It's like some, you know, we're taking a lot of like, you know, post-industrial yeah. like vibes, you know, mixing it with like microtonal <laughs> noise rock influences. But, you know, just from like the first wave, it's like, oh man, it's just metal. <laughs> Personally, I don't really listen to metal. Yeah. Like when I think metal, it's sort of like. Which I love, by the way, that you're not a big metal guy. Yeah. But I do like a lot of, like, when I think about it, it's like, oh, but I do, like, love a lot of, like, some metal bands, like, some of my favorite bands, like Metallica or Merciful Fate or Black Sabbath or something like that. But it's like blues is another one for me where I just have this thing where I immediately think of a sound, you know? And I'm like, but if I really think about it, it's like, no, I, like, love so much, like, blues or metal or whatever, you know? Do you think the residents of, like, Pitcher would enjoy your music? I mean, if they like metal, <laughs> yeah, I bet they, they oh, got I ears. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I bet there's definitely some people up there that dig this. Like, you know, would be like, "Whoa, hell, hell yeah!" I, I, I would hope that they would realize that it's not we're not making fun of the situation up there. And no, especially because like whenever I any of us say our band name, it usually follow is followed by like, "Oh, what's that mean?" Exactly. And then we explain what yeah. it is, and like. There, there's all kinds of things going on across the world, but that's something that like it's it's really messed up. But yeah, hopefully, if someone, if anyone is still living in picture and they hear our band, want to know we're not making fun of them. <laughs> hey, we're, we're we're a dark, scary. Uh, we're just band. like you know, a couple fun dudes. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for having us, Yeah, thanks, man. It's been a pleasure. You can follow us on Instagram. Yeah. Chatpile Music. Band. Chatpile Band. Band. Oh, my goodness. At Chatpile Band on Instagram. Yeah, chatpile.bandcamp.com. We'll definitely let you know if we have a show on that. Yeah, our Bandcamp is a great... We're on on all the music stuff on Spotify and Apple Music. We have, like, three songs for our next EP. We have three finished ones, I think, and then... We're working. We're We're like two more. Yeah. Uh, But I would like to have that out by like maybe October. Songwriters and Tour Writers is a production of KOSU and the service of Oklahoma State University. Our editor is Ryan McCroy, and our cover art was created by Terry Ferris. And for those of you who may be curious about the state and future of the Tar Creek Superfund site in Pitcher, Oklahoma, here's what Joe Wirtz reported for State Impact. Cleanup at the Tar Creek Superfund site will take decades. The environment may never be completely restored. I want to be remembered as, you know, that we wasn't just a, a place of, you know, more or less like a leech that sucked everyone's tax dollars money for the, the Superfund site. You know, we're, we're, it was a small community, just like any other rural community in Oklahoma or anywhere in the United States. They should have uh, built a monument here to the town instead of trying to tear it down. <laughs>